But do you want do you want my my fanfic? Yes. Of course I do. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, this is Ben Barkett. What? Have you ever started with a hello? <laughs> oh my god. Welcome to Brad and Barricade, Alima's podcast. My name is Nemo Martin. I use they them pronouns. I don't start this podcast with a hello. And correction, Dr. Nemo Martin. Ah! <laughs> um yeah, that's that's where that's where we're at. <laughs> um, Dr. Javert, yeah, officially my new name is Dr. Javert Madeleine <laughs> Sugimoto Martin. I just decided to get rid of the Nemo. Actually, that was my um, undercover name this whole time. That was my um, Javert at the Barricades. I'm sure he went by a nom de plume. So, yeah, um, I can finally reveal that my name has never been Nemo. <laughs> and now that Barricades Day is over, um, here I am, Dr. Javert. <laughs> Uh, this is Stevie, she, they pronouns, and this is, but not a doctor. Yeah. I am struggling to juggle actually having my glasses on and the headphones <laughs> so much that I think this is the first time I've worn my glasses <laughs> while trying to read the book because we're both such sloppy joes today that I was like, I probably need the, the extra help. <laughs> I was like, have I really never remembered to put these on while reading? <laughs> A lot of Victor Hugo before. Uh, that's that's quite Stevie. <laughs> <laughs> Better late than never. Uh, I I could um give you an in there. Um, you're just like an old man who likes to read books. Yeah, speaking of old men. <laughs> <laughs> so this leads off from the last episode, but as. Nemo kind of expected and foretold it doesn't lead into today's episode but we're doing it now anyway Um, (laughs) this reading (laughs) is not based on what I wish would happen Uh and I'm sure it'll be clear why and we can even unpack and you you can give me your uh, critique in real time oh okay yeah let me just um, get I don't have a pencil on me. I guess a crayon will do. <laughs> yeah, a crayon is exactly the, <laughs> the energy for this. Over this picture of um, Grantaire as a raccoon that I drew for my friend. <laughs> yeah, this fits the vibe. Yeah, it stuff. does. Okay. We ready for today's chapter, kids? Yeah! Read me a story! <laughs> so, I, I should have come up with a, a chapter... Get, get, just say a chapter ti- title. Anything off the dome. <laughs> Apples and flowers in the orchard. Uh, I wish I'd got you to do that before and I would have worked it in. <laughs> <laughs> so, Monsieur Mabeuf turned out onto the Rue de la Paire, which led the which led to the author's knowledge. And one must remind the reader, it has been some time since they last set foot in Paris towards the promenade de Chien, in which direction he could hear the taps of distant gunshot. Editor's note, this is inaccurate to the topography of Paris. <laughs> His journey took him through streets emptier than should have been inspected, expected from this time of day on such a busy thoroughfare. 
he put past the boulangerie pomme de terre, <laughs> an establishment that the author needs to take a moment to explain the significance, you frantically turn three pages into the book. <laughs> Even the homely scent of their famed panda croque-en-bouche could not entice customers who were not on the street. As we know, Mabouf had not taken a meal in some time, and it is perhaps for this reason that he did not think on the fact the streets were so empty. Hmm. It was only as he lurched purposely towards the sound of battlements that he brought his notice to a figure in the street. It was a man <gasps> of some familiarity to him from their simul... Oh my God. Why did I write words that I can't say? <laughs> from their similarly disintegrating dress and unpolished boots... Uh to the visage Mabouf had grown somewhat accustomed to during their shared times of difficulties, it was Monsieur Marius. Uh, such a setup. <laughs> My good sir, Mabouf called to his friend, succeeding in catching up to the young man. Marius did not appear to hear him. Monsieur, do you know what is causing this ruckus? He tried again, to no avail. Nothing seemed able to penetrate the both dreamy and distraught, disinterested mind of the heartbroken man. So distracted was he that when he had been struck by sudden inspiration to enliven the young... <laughs> did read this like epic. Uh, he gestured with his willowy arms so forcefully he knocked them quite violently into the old man. Is As there we... a vein on that man's arm though? They're too noodly for even a vein. <laughs> As we know, Mabouf, who had been doing everything in his power to keep step with Marius, as their journey took them across the Bridge de Rose, <laughs> was so enfeebled by his current diet, or lack thereof, we should say, that this careless, tactless, nay, thoughtless action sent <laughs> the man stumbling over the bridge, plunging into an indigo he would not emerge from. Oh Marius, God. as ever so lost in his own fucking world, did not even <laughs> notice this tragedy had taken place. <laughs> the end? <laughs> the end! Oh my God! Wait, so, so Mabouf um, has a Javert uh, plunging into the Seine? Yeah, it's to foreshadow Javert's oh plunge into the skin. <laughs> into the indigo, that's pretty great. Wow, I... <laughs> that was actually really well written and I'm actually kind of shocked. Not because I think you're a bad writer, but because you actually... You told me that you wrote it in 20 minutes on the tube. <laughs> I did. Which <laughs> Writing 20 minutes on the tube haven't looked at since. Dyslexic and also was just like... <laughs> typing frantically pausing over my own spelling mistakes was so bad that I was like what joinery no journey <laughs> so I'm sorry for the flow <laughs> it was I think actually genuinely if my brain was maybe 5% more tired and you had read that out to me instead of an actual chapter I don't think I would have noticed <laughs> That's all one can hope for. <laughs> the 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 things I was really sad about is that I really want the potato essay. Um, 
<laughs> you did kind of link back to it with the like diet thing, like the the importance of the the boulangerie pomme de terre, like you know, and and both not eating. So mm. I could heartily give you a three page essay right now, but um, for the sake of the listener, I won't. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, excellent Hugoisms. That is to say, set a deer. That one didn't um, appear, but um, it would have been too obvious. <laughs> yeah, yeah, too easy, too easy. Um, the Valjean fake out really got me. Um, <laughs> don't know why I didn't see that coming, considering uh, <laughs> how mean you are. Um, yeah, ten out of ten. I I heartily enjoyed it. I'm glad. <laughs> That's your prize for doing your PhD. I finally wrote. (laughs) (laughs) And yes, as I say, that isn't what I want to happen to Mabuff because, as we know, he's 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 going to investigate the sounds. Mm. So that's not. I don't think that's what he deserves. Mm. But I fucking hate Marius right now. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so I will pettily lay the blame for Mabuff's death, which I just know is coming on his shoulders. Mm, mm. I so mean, we don't even know coming. if Mabuff dies, really. Uh-huh. Yeah, so <laughs> this could all be in vain, really. Yeah. Well, maybe because I wrote it. Now, as we know, Victor Hugo does. He's travelled through time to change the book. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just yeah. to just to spite us. <laughs> <laughs> I do also like the image of you said it was the price for um, completing the PhD um, that you get up at my graduation and you read that out. <laughs> and people are like, um, sir, sir, <laughs> this is not the place for you to be doing that. And you're like, let me speak. This is a gift. <laughs> and I was in the acknowledgements. <laughs> it gives me the right. <laughs> In your full Victor Hugo cosplay. Yeah. yeah. Which you then, like, drag, like, um, Velcro suit rip off, and then you're, like, in a a sexy Valjean underneath. Yeah. Exactly like we're in um, Persona. (laughs) Persona game. (laughs) I was thinking Mamma Mia, but, yeah, Persona's good. Well, only Persona because there was a game where Javert became Jean Valjean. Yes. So... That made perfect sense for everyone who's <laughs> aware of that. <laughs> and just strange for everyone else. Um, that was that buoyed my mood immensely. Thank uh, you, Stevie. I, I feel would... energised and ready to listen to you for the next hour. <laughs> maybe I'll put it now that AO3's back up. Maybe yeah. I'll put that on uh, the Bread and Barricades uh, fic. No editing. I'm no. so definitely curious about the <laughs> dyslexia spelling. I want to read it along to the recording to be like, oh, that's what that word is. Well, I'll send you my version, but I might have to, for myself, uh, edit it <laughs> when it goes up. Yeah, Because establishment and purposefully is... Uh... <laughs> I think it adds to the um the the my most of it all. <laughs> and he put it's his like finger that. up to those filthy traps. <laughs> As he went over the bridge yeah, into that indigo. Into the indigo is a good title though. So Okay. Oh well then that's yeah. what it's called. That's a little really bit good. of a spoiler. <laughs> a little bit of <laughs> I think it's gonna imply something's coming that just isn't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get a tattoo that says Into the Indigo and people will be like, oh, is that like a quote from Les Mis? And I'll be like, it's from my Les Mis. 
yeah what what was what's it going to take for me to write my interpretation of what I, of an upcoming scene mm. all all it takes is one one listener to send us a message asking <laughs> that's all it takes <laughs> i could do that all again i could kill all your besties <laughs> <laughs> how do you want to see grant's hair go down <laughs> All this to say, enjoy that because we're uh, we're going into a Hugo essay. We're not actually going into the truth uh, of Mabuf's uh, destiny. He'll live another day. That's or true. Maybe for the rest of the book. Who could say? <laughs> no, no one knows for sure <laughs> what is in the um, the future of a man. Like from how much he laughs, I know that's not how Mabuf dies. But a tiny, tiny one percent part of me like wishes that I actually just had it. <laughs> <laughs> the nail on the head. Right. In we go. Into book 10, the 5th of June, 1832. Mm. I want to believe that's the day that it all goes down. Yeah. Cool. Wow, we're in yeah. it, lads. We're in it. A superficial analysis. <laughs> okay. What is writing? <laughs> what makes it? What's it for? Sure is. Everything and nothing. I'm like, okay, it's going to be one of those. Mm-hmm. So, what is it? <laughs> I like that you're asking that as if you're... Uh, one really irrational part of me was like, oh, Stevie is actually asking me. How <laughs> about <laughs> <laughs> my viver again? So, oh God, why does he have to say it, put it like this? You make it so hard to make this make sense, Hugo. So, some of the things that he thinks make the stew, the ingredients of the stew to make the riot. <laughs> Convictions goaded, enthusiasms thwarted, indignation stirred, instincts for war repressed, young hearts inflamed, well-meaning fanaticisms, curiosity, the desire for change, a thirst for the unexpected, vague hatreds, grudges, disappointments, every vanity that feels cheated by destiny, dissatisfactions, futile dreams, unattainable ambitions and then under it all the peat beneath it all the mob such are the elements of rioting mm. so i guess he's like and what what probably does feel true where it's like people are kind of all doing it for different reasons yeah from the like legit to the <laughs> you're just fucking bored mm. to rioting belong what is mightiest and what is lowest so People who've been like excluded completely from society and have just been like lurking on the outskirts. Mm. The nobodies of poverty and obscurity, the ragged and the barefoot. Rioting as a kind of whirlwind in the social atmosphere that develops suddenly in certain conditions. Mm. And anyone can get caught up in it. And if you obstruct it, well, like, if you're equally caught up in it or also in the way of it, you're just going to get, like, a bit destroyed? I don't know. He's, like... So in this first one, he's really philosophizing a lot. I don't know if that is what this is. Because mm. then he really goes off in the next one. Okay, so now we're getting... We're going to get two viewpoints of rioting. So from the viewpoint of those in power, a little rioting is to be desired. Theory, colon. <laughs> Rioting bolsters those governments it does not overthrow. It tests the army. It rallies the bourgeoisie. It flexes the muscle of the police. It ascertains the resilience of the social structure. Mm. It is exercise. It is almost healthy. 
authority is the better for a riot, just as a human being, and he reminds you he's Victor Hugo, is the better for a rubdown. Oh my god. <laughs> but I guess we were just saying we kind of do need our broken bodies to be massaged. Yeah, that's true. So, uh, can't... I don't know why he had to put it like that, though. Yeah, yeah. And why they had to... Yeah, rub down. Mm. <laughs> but, like, that is a interesting way to see it. Yeah, and quite um, scarily real, especially in the UK, a lot of, uh, especially a couple of years ago, like, politicians essentially laughing about any kind of uprising and being like, oh, it just means that we can practice doing a police on you. And it's like, oh, cool, that's good. Yeah, because then they're like, oh, this is how you did this last time. We've just changed a load of laws, so good luck doing that again. Yeah. Oh, there's a lot of... So there's a lot of Hugo what? And then there's also a lot of Hugo, oh, God, you're right. Yeah. Sprinkled in with those Hugo, oh, you naive son of a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) There's some, like, classic Hugo feelings this week. So... For everything, there is a theory that declares itself to be common sense. So there's a whole school of politics called the happy medium, Mm. and this is the party of the lukewarm. Um, It is entirely superficial pseudo-profoundity, which analyzes the effects without looking at the causes. With its semi-scientific superiority, this school condemns public unrest. Mm. So... If what I've read out before, that's what the people in power think of uh, rioting. This is going to be what those who are kind of like in the lukewarm middle ground would think. Yeah, centrists. Yeah, that the riots that attended what happened in 1830 deprived that great event of some of its purity. The July Revolution had been good... But then the riots brought back overcast skies. So like, oh, the riots that came after the July Revolution just ruined mm. what a good job the first one was. Mm. Because so all writing, this is still what centrists would think. Writing mm. closes shops. It brings down stock prices. Mm. Alarms the stock exchange, interrupts trade, interferes with business, mm. bankruptcies, money dried up. Private wealth is unnerved. Uh, Capital funding withdrawn. Work underpaid. Fear everywhere. Repercussions in every town. Hence, economic disaster. It has been calculated that the first day of rioting cost France 20 million, the second day 40, the third day 60. Very real, very Uh, real. Yeah, super. Oh, that they're like, you know, I'm sure historically there's been some really beautiful riots. But not these ones happening to me right now. Yeah. But the. uh, Yeah. He puts. So all these ones are in like little quotation marks. So it's all as if it's someone saying this that he's going to then rebuff. So I think we're still in that. That that it's like, oh, you know, writing does light up the most distinctive innate features of the Parisian character. So generosity, loyalty, a rowdy cheerfulness. Students showing that with intelligence comes bravery. The National Guard, steadfast, and shopkeepers entrenched, and street urchins embattled. 
school clashed with Legion. They're still just men who are the same, just some are police and some are not. And they're both dying, so isn't that the same thing? And that they, so then those centrists would be like, but you know, say it's all great sometimes and can show the goodness of Paris. Was it worth the bloodshed? Jeopardizing progress? Honest liberals will be in despair. And even if Paris comes out looking better, France is going to look worse for these things happening. Yeah. When all is said and done, writing has been disastrous. And so speaks the approximation of wisdom, which the bourgeoisie, the, that approximation of the people, is so ready to settle for. Mm. And then now this is Hugo being like, but fuck that. So for our part, we reject that too broad and consequently too convenient term, rioting. Mm. We distinguish between one popular movement and another. Mm. We don't ask whether a riot costs as much as a battle. In the first place, why a battle? Mm. Is war less dreadful than the disaster of an uprising? And besides, are all uprisings disasters? So what if the 14th of July cost 120 million? Securing the throne for Philip V of Spain cost France 20,000 million. Mm. Um, So why are we comparing them? And in any case, we reject these figures that seem like reasons, but are only words. Mm. We are in search of the cause. We shall take a t- closer look. Because I feel like you come out of that one, and you're like, oh, Hugo, he's going to go up. He's about, he's like going to tear mm-hmm. into them. Mm-hmm. And I went into it like, wow, I'm surprised. Because yeah. like historically, Hugo's been like, oh, I know we've got to have them sometimes. But I don't know, lads. Mm. But it really seemed like he was setting up to be like, yeah, fuck your centrists who think it's bad <laughs> to do these. So I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> And then chapter two. <laughs> he really does the like, um, what's it, in volleyball where he's like spiking or whatever. No, yeah. The, the like hitting it up in the air and you're like, oh my God, oh, where's, oh, oh. <laughs> and then he smacks it down behind his own net. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> for Hugo, okay, chapter two, there is riot and there is insurrection. <laughs> and I really should have looked up what the present day definition is for those because hmm, when i think see. of insurrection now isn't that what people call what happened in the white house was it the white house yeah, yeah it was the white house uh wasn't that because he goes he's about to give us his definitions hmm. um the act or an instance of open revolt against civil authority or a constituted government okay and what's it say for riot a wild or turbulent disturbance created by a large number of people assembled for a common purpose. Okay. So insurrection defined more as being towards, specifically towards government. Uh, riot is And just riot being general. a group of people. Yeah. Okay. So you could, so a riot could be an insurrection. That might be what he, he goes on to argue. Yeah, and then I uh, January 6th insurrection, but then it's also called the January 6th United States Capitol attack. Yeah. I don't know whether it's, yeah, I think they're calling it capital attack mm-hmm. rather than insurrection. Because I had been surprised and confused by the way around Hugo was saying it, but actually that might be 
Well, we'll find out together if it was exactly how we mm. <laughs> differentiate them now. I was just like, as I was reading them, I was like, is this the way around I would think it is? I don't know. Okay, so there is riot and there is insurrection. Uh-huh. These are two kinds of anger. One is unjustified. <laughs> <laughs> like straight off the bat. One is unjustified mm-hmm. and the other is justified. Yeah. I wonder who gets to decide mm, which, which is I, justified. Is it the people of France, Stevie? Oh, well, you're going to have to wait and see. <laughs> or is it one white author? One man who, <laughs> you know, is just a bit of a historian himself. <laughs> and he was there. At the January 6th insurrection on the White House. Yeah, he was, every time someone says, is this an insurrection? He was there to let you know if it is. Do I like this one or do I not Mm. like this one? Mm, This one's a... I was going to say, maybe that's going to be our, we get to the end of this and then we thought exercise, if he would, (laughs) what he would call it, but would it depress us too much? (laughs) (laughs) Let's wait. We'll wait and see. <laughs> yeah, we'll, yeah. Okay, so. Where was Victor Hugo when January 6th, 2020? <laughs> Did he even tweet his, <laughs> his disgust <Yeah>. or support? <laughs> so, in democratic states, it sometimes happens that a minority usurps power, mm. the whole community rises up. And the necessary vindication of its rights may go as far as taking up arms. Mm. I'm going to be reading everything like it's fact, because that's how Hugo presented them. Yeah. Um, In all matters that result from collective sovereignty, any war of the community against the minority is insurrection. Any. So, community against minority Mm -hmm. is insurrection. Uh huh. Any attack by minority against the community is riot. Minority against community is riot. Says Hugo. Uh So if the collective is against the minority, so let's say the people against the king. Yeah. Direction. Mm -hmm. The king just sending his troops out to kill the people. Uh Uh-huh. A riot? Interesting. Not the way that I thought he was going, but... Yeah. That's what I got from that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what he says. This is all <laughs> as Hugo says. Yeah. So the thing with this chapter is uh-huh. why it's so dense. He makes so many like, oh, you know, it's just like, because I've read every ancient book ever. <laughs> yeah. It's exactly like that time. And I just right. never know. I just uh, often I'm like, there's no point me even reading it out because like we'd be like, I don't know either of those. Yeah, yeah. It's like when Dick Dan went to Don Don and did the <laughs> Dick Dag. Yeah, exactly. That's you stole the words right <laughs> out of my mouth. That is exactly the thing that I was thinking of. <laughs> The same fury is legitimate when directed against Terry and absurd when directed against Togo. Oh, <laughs> yeah, Terry line. and Togo. Yeah, 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 me too. 100%. Those are the people that I reach to when thinking yeah. about right and insurrection. So I'll just I'll read up the ones where I'm like, I at least recognize one name. Uh-huh. But I think what he's getting at, because it's Hugo, is literally the like, 
you might be taking the exact same actions, mm. but depending on who is against who is doing it against who, that's a riot mm. or it's an insurrection. And he seems to prefer insurrection. I think. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. I think by his definition, the Gen Sixth is a riot because they were provenly a minority people, even though they were going after Biden, who is like a king mm. in this instance. But the majority provenly was not them. They were a minority yeah. against a majority of community. So they were a riot. They were a riot, not an insurrection. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> right, Hugo's definition. Yeah. But then, right now, the Paris, quote-unquote, riots, strikes, is... The ones in, in, in 2023? Yes. Uh-huh. In June, July 2023. In his standards are insurrection, not riot, because... It's the majority of Paris that is mm. supporting it. Yeah. 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 All right. Yeah. Cool. We just needed to replace <laughs> everything. Big bong and bam bam. <laughs> well, because he's literally out here like um, Ramus assassinated by students, Rousseau driven out of <gasps> Switzerland. Rousseau. We, did, we do recognize Rousseau. Israel against Moses. And I was like, I know Moses. Mm hmm. Paris against the Bastille. That's insurrection. Yeah. No, that one. That's the big one. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's that's the big boy. That's the 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 why we don't have the ability to um have any kind of revolution or strike in the UK. Oh. Because yeah. we never had a Bastille. Yeah. Boo. When's ours? <laughs> and um the soldiers against Alexander, because we're uh-huh. on first name basis with yeah. uh, Alexander. Yeah, of great. course we are. He's the gay bestie. So. Yeah. Well, Hugo's on first name. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, yeah, of course, because yeah. he's so, the gay bestie. <laughs> <laughs> so the soldiers against Alexander, the sailors against Christopher Columbus. Oh. This is the same reprobate rebellion. Why? Because Alexander does for Asia by the sword what Christopher Columbus does for America with the compass. Alexander, like Columbus, discovers a world. These worlds, gifted to civilization, bring Hmm. with them such an increase in light that any resistance in this case is reprehensible. Interesting. Because I thought, isn't the Columbus one the thing that is like... Yeah, everyone at the time, hence his soldiers um, mutinying him, or not mutinying, but like, yeah, going against him because everyone was like, what the fuck has he been doing? Yeah. (laughs) Everyone was on their side and not his side. Interesting. Interesting. Because Uh he was lighting up a new world. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And really um, bringing that fucking civilization gift. Yeah. Daring to stand against that? Disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> so and it's well known that um uh Asia didn't have any civilization or uh, culture yeah. before Alexander the Great. <laughs> With his sword went With in his there. Sword. Yeah, his sword which is definitely not uh 
um, <laughs> metaphor for anything. So it was, if it, I was already like, where's this all going? You're like, I see. When I, Victor Hugo, decide hmm. what is a good and pure insurrection hmm. and what is a disgusting little riot, yeah. the mob, traitor to the people sometimes, perverting loyalty, oh. you people. He's just who he is, isn't he? <laughs> the r- sound of rightfulness on the move is recognisable. You just know. Yeah. And it does not always emerge from the tremors of the tumultuous masses. Mm. The impulse of passion and ignorance is different from the impetuous of progress. (laughs) Rise up, certainly. But in order to grow in stature, show me which way you're going. (laughs) There is no insurrection that is not forward moving. And any uh, any other sort of uprising is bad. Mm. Every violent step backwards is rioting. So insurrection is an outburst of truth's rage. Which, like, some of that yeah, sounds like it could be legit if he wasn't literally like, you can just tell which one's good, so just be on the right side of what I think is right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, theoretically, yeah, like, I agree with you. But also the way that you've defined which ones are right and wrong yeah. is not the same as what I would define, so... Because <laughs> mm. he, he he does believe in insurrection being good. Yeah. So you're like, yeah. But it would be one of those like exam papers where, you know, usually it's like, show me your workings. And you'd be like, <laughs> actually don't. <laughs> you lost all your points. Yeah. The way that you got to the end here means that I don't support you anymore. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I'm glad you are okay with some people having to rise up. Yeah. As long as you think it's fine. As as long as they got a doctor's note from you. Yeah. This is why, if insurrection in certain cases can be, as Lafayette says, the most sacred of duties, rioting can be the most deadly offence. Hmm. We should. Ha- I should have had you doing a running, like, on one side of the paper is riot and on the other side is insurrection and we were writing down all his words as we go. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Under your insurrection subheading, write down volcano. Volcano, <laughs> yeah, all right. And under riot, flash in pan. Okay, interesting. So burning your bacon. Yeah. So riot, you're just like, and it's done too fast. Mm. Question mark, question mark. Insurgency, as we have said, sometimes takes place within the ranks of those in power. Sometimes insurrection is resurrection. Oh. Uh, <laughs> that was him being like, oh, that was great. That was yep, good. Right, yep, that this one is down. The one. Given that universal suffrage as a solution to everything is a totally modern development, you know, mm. like, read for film, and that all history predating it for 4,000 years filled with the violation of rights and the oppression of peoples, each period in history brings with it the protest of what it is capable of. Which is like, I was like, okay, yeah, he gets another little tick. Yeah. So we can only push progress as far as you can in your current state. Yeah. And it seems like the most radical thing. Yeah, at the time. Like, you had to get that to then later on someone push for a bit more. Yeah. And then push for a bit more. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, we're going to get some Hugo where he's like, but you know, 
It can only get better from here. <laughs> Every time he does that, you're like, oh, that hurts. Oh, that hurt, Rob. Zing, that, zing. It hurts worse when he says it. Yeah. But so he does reckon that. Well, when we make when we unpick these things together, it helps it make more sense to me. Mm. But first, define for me despot. Despot. <laughs> yeah. Is it not? Is it just like a totalitarian ruler? A ruler of absolute power. Yeah. Okay, I was right. So he's going to make some interesting claims here because okay. what he's then going to go on to basically, I think, argue is that like a despot who's you know just like yeah totalitarian. Obviously, that's awful. Mm. but they're so like starkly like i'm in charge of all the fucking things Mm. that that's when writers do their best work (laughs) (laughs) because there's like there's just so much to go up against Mm. so the virtuosity of a writer's style increases twofold threefold when a master imposes silence on the people Mm. historical repression produces conciseness in the historian I guess because you're just like, fuck. So you just get honed into like a blade. Mm. Whereas, say, a really bad ruler who's really bad, but maybe not like the paragon of tyranny. Mm. There's like, can't you can maybe like Voltaire. There's kind of more space to like kind of get away with a little mm. bit. So everyone's kind of maybe grumbling a mm. bit. But they're not like the true strike of like this despot mm. is so clearly evil. Mm. Here is our beautifully concise, sought out list of complaints. It's, it's it like forces the writer to really like think about yeah. things. I don't know. That's what he's saying. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Well, it's like trying to make it like the uh, English government in my head, but I don't know, like. Rishi's pretty fucking terrible, but he's just so polite about it. Whereas yeah. Boris and Truss, like, but I I don't think I would agree with it, the conciseness on on British government terms because yeah, people have tried with all of them, but yeah. concise or long, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, like it's hard because we just will put up with pretty yeah, much anything in this fucking true. country. But it was like even their own sides were embarrassed mm. by Boris and Trust by the end that even they were like get yeah, the fuck that's out. True. Whereas like yeah, as you say, because Rishi's like polite about it, enough of his own side are like oh it's okay, yeah. and everyone's like well it's not as bad as the last one, so why should we try and like all be calling for resignation? Yeah, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Hugo has a lot of his versions of what me and Nemo tried <laughs> to do with the British government, where he's like, Caesar and Tacticus, they were both great. They couldn't happen at the same time. The good Lord wouldn't let that happen because they both were so great. It just wouldn't have been fair to pit their greatness up oh against each other. And you're like, what are you? Where is this just going? Like Trump and Boris. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, he does. He there somewhere? Did I even? There are some cetadiers sprinkled in here. Yeah, because he's like, okay, you, you did you do more classics than I did? I I did do an undergraduate degree in classics. Yeah. Oh yeah, you were actually classics. Okay, maybe this will mean more to you than me. So, 
But actually, did you do the history as well as the... Nope. Okay. Because he's like, Rome smells worse under Vitellius than under Sulla. Uh, no. Names I recognize, but not histories that I recognize. Mm. Sulla? He won the first large-scale civil war in Roman history and became the first man of the Republic to seize power through force. But because he's saying Rome was worse under Vitellius, mm. with his above argument, I feel like maybe Sulla was worse, mm. but like in a way that the historians just couldn't get their shit together. What? A, what question mark, question mark, exclamation well, mark. Vitellius. <laughs> Died on December 6 9. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Tried to attempt to rally public support to his cause by honoring and imitating Nero, who remained widely popular in the empire. Because I feel like he got onto this because he was like, insurrection isn't always the people. It's sometimes. Where is this? Insurgency sometimes pl- takes place within the ranks of those in power. And that's how he got into this. Right, and that's that's Boris Gate and all of the Oh, your own people yeah, came on. That's you. clown music. Uh-huh. Um yeah, six yeah. Prime Ministers in a day or whatever we made it up to. Yeah. So I think that's then getting to this where it's like, but in the most common cases, riot results from a physical fact. Riot and insurrection are the multitude, which is sometimes right and something sometimes wrong. Mm-hmm. So Sometimes it's coming from the inside, but sometimes it's often it's like big. So I think what he's trying to say is that he mostly has examples of like leaders who are trying to like succession their way into power, Mm -hmm. like stabbing everyone in the back and like trying to organize insurrections against each other. But those aren't the kind of insurrections that he's talking about. He's talking about the real kind of debate of riot and insurrection, which is the people, community versus minority who shouldn't be in power. Mm. Okay. The Hugo insurrection is always a moral phenomenon. So insurrection, truly his bestie. Mm. Insurrection is Spartacus. (laughs) Insurrection is close to the mind. Rioting is close to the belly. But... In... Okay. <laughs> in cases of famine, riot has a starting point that is genuine, mm. stirring and just, mm. yet it is still riot. Why? Because although right, in essence, it took the wrong uh, So There it is. Vicious. There it is. <laughs> vicious in its legitimacy violent in its strength it hit out at random even taking down old men and women and children it spills the blood of the innocent and the harmless feeding the masses is a good objective massacring them is a bad expedient so for him a riot isn't moral and also isn't as organized yeah but i don't think that those two things are like one to one no, he's being silly now. <laughs> because, yeah, so what you're saying is there are some riots that start off morally just, which is hungry people getting angry and demanding to be fed. But, Hugo says, those aren't insurrections because they're stupid people and they're not 
planning properly and they're not submitting the right forms. Because mm. because he ends with the like spilling the blood of the innocent, the harmless. You're like, yeah, you do make it hard to argue with you when you're saying they're fucking killing children. Yeah. Except that is such like propaganda bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that is kind of how that yeah comes yeah. across. It's the Marvel thing again. It's oh, the villainitis, villainitis Mar- where it's like, yeah. <laughs> oh, this villain um, who like believes in climate change and is like talking from the oppressed people who have been killed for the last six hundred centuries. And oh, actually, you could kind of um, yeah understand where they're coming from. Oh, yeah, he just stabbed a child for no reason, and now he's a cannibal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's so openly like. That's how you kill any kind of legitimacy in riot, protest, insurrection, whatever word you want to choose to use. Yeah. Yeah, because it kind of does really feel like he is splitting hairs in this one. (laughs) I think because he wants, he really, for himself, Mm. needs to figure out why he's okay with some of Mm. them when the the down-the-line outcome has been what he thinks is good Mm. but to justify being against other ones Mm. that down the line haven't done much but in the moment you don't know you don't know what how it's gonna go it's only looking back that can really decide and because i guess because he's looking back he can i do think that this feels like another one of those um moments where Hugo read a newspaper that morning and was like, oh, I'm going to send an angry letter. (laughs) And then he wrote his think piece about it. Like, this is essentially his Twitter stream of consciousness thread where he's like, um, difference between an insurrection and a riot, Mm. a thread, one out of 85. (laughs) Yeah, out of question mark. (laughs) Or Because, like, it was either that or... With Hugo, it's always he read in the paper and he's a note to the editor <laughs> or at a dinner party. Yeah. And it was like, oh, I'm about to get to the part with the with the riot. And so I was like, did you not write an essay and a, and a lot of poetry about how bad those are? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's like, I guess, you know, they do say you kind of change as you get older. And he was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Some may say... Uh- uh, uh, a person in the centre might say something foolish and <laughs> stupid like this. Oh, this is true. <laughs> Has anyone drawn Hugo in, in his um, yellow velvet chair with his eye? Like, oh, did he actually use a typewriter? I imagine no, him with no, quilling. Quillin doing, like, a note to the editor. <laughs> his manuscripts are so messy so- as well. If you look at them, it's just like... Yeah, it's all handwritten, obviously, and it's just like oh, um, crossed out bits. It's got like little doodles in the edges, and he's like um, swapping paragraphs around. Um, oh god, right? It's just like yeah, <laughs> relatable. So I feel like yeah, going through this together always makes it easier. I guess this is why you do like seminars, <laughs> <laughs> reading groups. Yeah, to be like, so what? <laughs> so. All armed protests, even the legitimate, even the 10th of August, even the 14th of July, Mm. begin with the same unrest. Before rightfulness emerges, there is foaming and tumult. At the outset, insurrection is riot. 
just as a river is a mountain torrent. Mm. So insurrection starts as a riot. Yeah. And then depending on how many ticks Hugo gives you, you either Mm. end a riot or be legitimized as an insurrection. Yeah. Insurrection sometimes peters out suddenly in some bourgeois quagmire (laughs) as the Rhine ends in marshland. Wow. All that belongs to the past. The future's different. Hmm. What is wonderful about universal suffrage is that it nips riot in the bud and giving the vote to insurrection disarms it. So he doesn't think riot is possible because everything's so shit because universal suffrage that anything would only be insurrection? Question mark? Mm, I... Hmm. It's... In my head, I was like, so right now, everything has to be a riot because we don't have universal suffrage. Because if we did have universal suffrage, bourgeois people, it would be good because then people would vote and then nobody would have to riot because then they would be able to have a legitimate form of getting their rights heard and met. Mm. (laughs) We can see how that's ended up. But everything right now, yeah, is a riot. Huh. I don't know. But he thought it was only going to be insurrections. Hmm. Whatever today might be, tomorrow brings peace. <laughs> Hope that helps. Yeah. <laughs> Full stop. Mm. End of chapter. That was. <laughs> oh my god. Uh... Be that as it may. <laughs> Because we can't figure this out. Insurrection, riot, and how the former differs from the latter. The true bourgeois knows nothing of such nuances. I'm trying to know something of these nuances, but I don't know that we're fully following you, sir. Are you a true bourgeois, though? Mm. But I know nothing of his nuances, so maybe I am bourgeois. Oh, that's true. Oh, no. Assigned bourgeois at Victor Hugo's (laughs) rambling. Yeah. I don't know, I feel like we've got quite a few it's actually quite helpful having the the uk government as a um guideline in yeah it. i feel like we've gotten some of the nuances in yeah. it in the like the party gate stuff and the gross ineptitude of yeah. the government that you can kind of really see what he said some yeah some of these nuances so maybe we are um uh, not bourgeois. Yeah, trying not to be. I guess that's why he does all his like, this is just like Tiberius. And you're like, I'm sure there was another one you could have used. We could, yeah. Like, it's one of those times again where with enough um, Wikipedia, you could go through all yeah. of it and make it very understandable by then dropping in a politician's name or like Elon Musk rat mm. or like any of those kind of things. This is just like that time a couple of hours ago that Elon Musk said that he wanted to literally compare dick sizes with um, Zuckerberg. Are they not fighting anymore? As they said. Oh, no, that was a a whole promo for the new, like, meta something, something. It was going to be like a VR something. But then his mom, Elon's mom, said, Oh, my little baby is too weak and baby, so can't fight. Love. Which really. Uh, yeah, that's a great look on you. Yep, so. okay. Well, he says that. Yeah, so we could put that in layman somewhere. Mm. It's just, just like Tiberius versus <laughs> Elon Musk's mom. 
<laughs> is that an insurrection or a riot? <laughs> Vote to decide. <laughs> to a bourgeois. In mm. his mind, all sedi- sedition, resistance pure and simple. Oh no, all is sedition. So no, it like doesn't matter if it's riot or an insurrection. It's all the same uh-huh. to the bourgeois. It's just uh-huh. resisting for the sake of it. If there's a dog rebelling against his master, until the day when the dog's head suddenly grows bigger and appears like the face of a lion, and then the bourgeois is like, "Long live the people!" So the bourgeois mm. don't care until they're like, "Oh wait, this is going somewhere." Mm. This is that thing of like reminding um, people why we have unions, and it's because we used to have knives, yeah, <laughs> and be able to drag people out of their homes, yeah. So, said a dear. <laughs> this is to say in the light of this explanation some explaining I'm sure happened uh-huh. what does the unrest of June 1832 signify for history? Is it a riot? Oh my god! Is it an insurrection? And I really thought he was going to pontificate but he's like it's an insurrection <gasps> you know what? I still answered yeah good job Yeah, this is to say it is an yeah. insurrection so Good job. It's not a riot. Yeah, so much gra- there was so much grandeur that even those who saw the uprising as a mere riot cannot speak of it without respect. Mm. Imaginations were stirred by it and they weren't calmed on the day. So even though it was like quick and suppressed, it like stayed in the mind. There are always ripples in it the aftermath. <laughs> Before mm. a return to the state of rest. Like a mountain descending to the plain. One last word before we take up the story. <laughs> the facts that are about to be related belong to the dramatic and vivid reality. The historian. Me. Yeah. Sometimes. No, not me. The historian derogatory. Not me, Victor Hugo. Uh-huh. Sometimes neglects. For want <gasps> of time and space. Imagine not taking up all the space that you need (laughs) to say what you need to say. Here, however, we insist, is life, the beating pulse, quivering humanity, the small details we believe we have already said are, so to speak, the foliage of great events and become lost in the remoteness of history. I'm like reading this like I think it's a joke and I do a bit, but also I'm like, oh, like I get what he's saying as well mm. whereas like mm. when all you would do is put the dry facts down you don't mm. get the full picture but it's mm. <laughs> because you know it's him like tooting his own horn yeah but also because it's based on real people that he knew oh is it well yeah. he did say that but I didn't believe him <laughs> 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 because he's Victor Hugo <laughs> well I'm sorry Hugo <laughs> I thought you were just lying to my face. Because you, know, you know, sometimes it wouldn't be the he's, first like, time. he's like, I'm such a scientist and I'm such a historian. And I've looked through the microscope at this and I yeah, know. So yeah. I was like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> okay, well, maybe I'll read it in less of a, like I'm making fun of him. So we are going to bring to light Add to the known and published particulars things that were not known, facts overlooked because of the forgetfulness of some and the deaths of others. Most of the mm. actors in these mighty scenes are no more. 
From the very next day, they were silent. But of what we will relate, we must say, we saw it. I was like, he didn't. (laughs) So bad. (laughs) We will alter a few names. For history recounts and does not indict, but we will depict things that are true. I was just Mm. like, you've made up your own story. Well, (laughs) as you go, you're going to have to tell me, like, where he was and how he what how he was involved mm. in the context of the book we are writing we will be showing one side only of just a single episode and surely the least known from the days of the 5th and 6th of june 1832 but we will do it in such way that the reader may perceive under the dark veil we are going to lift the true face of this dreadful civil crisis Mm. chapter end spoiler alert hugo god coming out the gate being like anyway nobody's well only a few people are going to survive this so we unpacked a lot here today i don't know how much that sense that all made to all of you hopefully if it's as much sense as it made to me that's like 20 percent sense yeah i think we got it up <laughs> I, i'm at a full Together. 60 i think yeah. so riot bad yeah. Because, you know, he started with by being like, <laughs> a riot is when the minority is against the majority. Yeah. But then later on, he's like, a riot is when it's immoral, which can be that first thing, but also when it's just like bad and not planned out. <laughs> and yeah. I didn't like it. <laughs> yeah. He's a bit, he didn't. It's not super clear. Yeah. I mean, it is. It's clear in all of the times, but then it's like contradictory. Yeah. And also, also this one's a riot, but only when the moon is out. And this <laughs> one's an insurrection, but only if the guy that I fancy is on the left. So yeah. that all makes sense. <laughs> and I, I like what America's doing now. Yeah. So... It was bad to think what Christopher Columbus was doing was bad because yeah. now it's all cool. Yeah. Victor Hugo. And France whispers the watchword liberty in the ear of mm. uh, America's. I don't know when that is from, but it's it's from some part around here. I don't think um, if that's something Hugo's going to say. I don't think I've read that yet. I think I would have okay. underlined it and been like, lel. <laughs> <laughs> So you would write contradictory at the end of his school exam mm. in his explain your workings. Yeah, I would. I I would um say, can you do a pros and cons list? Mm. Can you Just... take your personal opinion out of this? <laughs> but then you shouldn't, right? Like the the yeah. problem is that he is trying to take personal opinion out of it. By being like empirically, this is what the difference is between insurrection and a riot is, and you're like, but that doesn't work because the the whole point, the whole problem between this is that depending on what political side you are, mm. riot versus insurrection is different. <laughs> yeah, and like he does say to some people, it's all the same because the bourgeois doesn't yeah. care unless a knife is at the throat. So, like. If the point is him being like, anyway, I've said all of this and none of it matters because the bourgeois doesn't care either way, then it's like, oh, you've made your point pretty well. But if it's supposed to be like, anyway, I'm supposed to have tracked exactly what you mean by the difference between insurrection and riot, then he's not being super clear. I think think it's a bit of both. Mm. Because he ended by being like, what I'm about to tell you about and what I've been working towards and care so much about 
is empirically an insurrection. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we can't argue that it's not Victor Hugo. <laughs> That's yeah. all I can say with any certainty. <laughs> sure is. Sure is. Was not ghostwritten by anyone else. <laughs> Definitely Hugo. I was worried that only reading two chapters was going to be a mistake. Oh, as we know every time, anytime we think, oh, we've got brain dead and there's not enough stuff to talk about, we then talk for an hour more than we mm. usually do. It really needed careful unpacking. It did. It, it could did. have been one chapter and I'd have still been like, okay, I'm going to need this full hour, bro. Yeah. Well, I, 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 yeah, and this is not the last time he talks about insurrection or riot. I'm sure it's not. <laughs> So, you know, we've got plenty of time to really dig into the fact that next chapter he's going to say something completely <laughs> opposite of everything that he's just said. Um, yeah. All this to look forward to. Yeah, looking forward to that. Um, this has been Bread and Barricades, a Lamos podcast produced by me, Nima Martin, and Julian Yap. It was a Captain's Collections podcast. If you would like to donate to our rebellion, you can give us money on Kofi or on Patreon, which are both below. You can also send us what you think the differences between riot and insurrection are based on the local political climate of your country, which definitely won't be sad or angry or frustrating in any way um, to our email lamerspodcast podcast at gmail.com or on twitter at lamerspodcast or on tumblr at bread and barricades our audio director is jade who you can find on her website jadewasabi.com or on her bandcamp jadewasabi.bandcamp.com and if you like the show you can give us five stars and a review wherever you do that Re- review my fic <laughs> Oh yeah, review Stevie's fic. I'm sure it'll be up by the time that this episode comes oh, out. Oh, just meant in the, have... review in the description. In the description. In the <laughs> description. Does anyone leave Apple reviews anymore? I'm sure they do for other podcasts. Just review the <laughs> fic in that. No explanations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No explanations. There are explanations. Yeah, please do that. Um, and thank you for listening. Thanks. I was thinking about how Hugo did say at one point, and I really resisted um, saying anything, but he said, the quivering something, and it was a small something, and I was really, yeah, I I kept in the quivering chode joke that I was going to make, but but I thought that you might enjoy a little... Um, a little quiver. A little quiver. The only thing that I remember about this chapter solidly is just the <laughs> word quivering. <laughs>